Welcome to The You Relationship, a podcast for the gifted ones who know they are here to make an impact, but struggle with self-doubt, unworthiness, and not feeling ready. I'm your host, Aria Yaguarete, and in this show, I guide you through powerful ways to work with your body, mind, and soul to embrace who you truly are and to help you shine your light in the world. Hello, my sweet ones. It has been a minute since I have recorded a podcast episode. If you've been following my journey on Instagram, I had a lot come up for me last year. Basically went broke, had to ask my parents for some money, (laughs) faced my biggest fear in that journey and really fell off my own devotion to myself and my business. A lot of struggle there. So I'm back. It's 2023, baby. Also had a crazy start to the year, which I'm saving for another episode. But how I did spend my Christmas and my New Year's was in Vipassana at a silent meditation retreat for 10 to 12 days, which you'll hear all about the life lessons that I was able to really absorb more deeply through the experience and how they so apply to every single one of our lives. I really, really loved what came through in this experience. It's the result of about 100 hours of meditating. (laughs) So you know it's going to be good. I also want to share with you all the exciting things that I have going on this month that you can be a part of. So first off, I shared that I'm now offering, I'm not sure for how long, one hour energy healing sessions. These are next level. Typically, you can book a two hour session with me. I call them breakthrough sessions where we basically create a whole roadmap for next steps in your life what is needed of you right now. And that's a deep dive. But if you are looking for maybe a more isolated, you have more of an isolated challenge or, you know, just looking for something that's more budget friendly, or you're just like, you know what? I need some love for my body right now. I need some support in my healing process. I have these one-on-one energy healing sessions. They're amazing. Send me a message. I'll tell you more about them. But yeah, wow. Also, I am stepping more fully into the sharing of energy healing of Reiki with the world. So I have a Reiki level two training and certification coming up on February 4th. The year is 2023 right now. I'm not sure when you're listening to this. And that is for those of you that already have your level one and want to be attuned to learning how to manifest using Reiki, how to heal and work from a distance, how to work with various timelines, past, present, past lives, um, working with deeper rooted emotional issues as well. It is level two is honestly where it's at. If you don't have your level one, but you're like, Aria, you're speaking to me right now. There's something in this. Send me a message, send me an email. There will be more level ones. I'm feeling into maybe doing one this month online as well. So you can contact me about that. And, 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 and 
I am looking for my people who are here to journey with me this year for six months. And this is for you. If you are in a space that you are a light worker, you know you have gifts, you know you have ways to contribute to the world, but you're not living it yet. You're kind of living it, you're kind of leaning in-ish, but you're missing the devotion, you're missing the clarity, you're missing the accountability. Girl, (laughs) I actually don't love that term, girl, woman, come see me, come contact me. Let's do this together. I am so good at creating structure and helping you access that power and direction within yourself. These energy healings that I speak of are a part of that journey. You'll also get access to the Reiki training. So there's just so much that you receive in this experience. So if you want to be a part of that, if you want to learn about working with me on a longer term basis and really seeing big, big results in your life, then contact me about that. Lots of options here. I'm now also offering free discovery calls. So if you're like, I just know I want to work with you. I'm not sure which one of these is right. Again, just contact me and we'll set up a call. Anyways, love you lots. You might want to get your notebook out for this episode. Enjoy all the insights that came through through this experience. So I survived Vipassana. For those of you that don't know, Vipassana is a silent meditation retreat where for 10 days, you are not speaking, not making eye contact and meditating for about 10 hours a day on pretty limited food. (laughs) Everything is very limited and controlled and on a pretty full schedule. Now, I had first heard about Vipassana through Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert in her book and also in the film and thought to myself, wow, that would be a really incredible experience and probably so difficult. Maybe I'll do that one day. Fast forward, gosh, I don't even know how many years and I just experience Vipassana from December 21st to January 1st. Kind of how it arose was the universe told me it was time. Personally, I didn't feel like I was ready. (laughs) Did not feel like I was ready for that. And I was getting signs everywhere in books I was reading, on random shows that I was watching, I went out with a new friend to go see a movie and he was like, I was like, what changed your life? And he was like, Vipassana. I was like, wow, that's been coming up for me a lot lately. He's like, go home and apply for it. (laughs) And I said, I'm not going to be doing that. But, you know, message received universe. And a couple days later, I went online. It's free to do. It's all donations-based. Donations are optional on your end at the end of the experience. And 
there's a tends to be a lot of wait lists. And I was like, okay, well, it seems like, and it's known to be pretty difficult to get into. I was like, you know what? Let's try. If I get in for Christmas, then clearly it's meant to be. Two days later was made aware that I got in. I was like, oh shit, I'm doing this. Ah! (laughs) I had some time before I confirmed, but Obviously, I confirmed and I completed it. And I want to share with you what came up and how these lessons apply to life. I would highly recommend it for everyone. It sounds really intense and difficult, and it's definitely difficult, but I promise you, your mind will always make it harder than it is. And it's going to be different than what you expect it to be. So if you're interested in that, you can just Google it. I'm sure there's a center somewhere near you. So one of the first things that really stands out in my mind about what I learned through this experience was that I am 100% responsible for all aspects of my life. Like that nobody else is even a quarter percentage to blame for my misery, for my joy, for my happiness for my pleasure. It is all mine. And I knew this, a lot of these things that came up, I knew, but I really integrated and felt them through this experience. So in real life, right? How often are we walking around and blaming others for our problems? How often are we pointing the finger, wishing others were different? And if they were different, then we would be okay. You know, I'm recently going through an experience with someone who is being avoidant and not available in the ways that I want him to be. And so much anger has come up around that. And my wound has made him wrong for it over and over again. But what I'm really seeing is that I'm creating this. I'm allowing this. I'm allowing it to impact me in the ways that it is. And I can choose how to differently approach it or approach other romantic dynamics in the future. So really reflect on your life and ask yourself, how am I putting the blame on others and not taking full responsibility for my life, for my joy, for my misery. Now, something else that was a highlight is that we are always craving or avoiding. And that true freedom is in the detachment. So we are walking through our lives, either focused on our desires and the things that we want, whether it's, you know, a chocolate bar or a bigger house, or we're avoiding, right? So, oh, that doesn't feel good. I don't want to feel that. Oh, my leg pain, my leg hurts. I need to fix it. Oh, this person doesn't treat me well, or this person triggers me. So I'm going to avoid them. And we get really caught up in this is the only way to manage these things. But the freedom really comes in the detachment, in the detachment of whether this happens or not, I will be okay. And if this is happening and it is painful, I'm not attaching myself to making it wrong. I'm not attaching myself to this needing to be fixed and only then I will be okay. 
So as you're navigating your life, keep coming back to the present moment, noticing when you are giving your power to things outside of yourself. And outside of yourself can even be bodily experiences, but also relationships and people and environments and workplaces, etc. And can you detach from needing the results to look a certain way of needing people to behave the way that you want? And can you just be in the experience that is here right now? Big one, big one. Meditation definitely helps with that. Highly, highly recommend. I know easier said than done, but really reflect on these things. Now, I also learned that my reality is shaped by my own lens, right? So two completely different people with different pasts can look at the same situation or even same person and see something completely different. Right. I might look at a, a person that looks a certain way and immediately judge them because on a subconscious level, they remind me of my father or they remind me of an ex or they remind me of someone that's hurt me in the past. You might look at that person and have only positive feelings because they're wearing something that you really like or they remind you of something that you enjoy. And then there's also all the life situations that happen, right? We're constantly judging them. We're constantly assessing them. Is this good or is this bad? Does this need fixing? Can I let this be? Do I want more of this? It's the ego, right? The ego judges because that's what survival is dependent on. But when you realize that you are constantly projecting your beliefs onto others and onto situations, it really brings your power back to you, right? So same with me and this this person that I was speaking of, that I was seeing, is I would look at him and I would look at his behavior and I would receive his words as so incredibly offensive and indicating that he wasn't that interested in me and that I was more engaged in the dynamic and et cetera, et cetera. And maybe some of that was true, but when the emotions passed and I would look back, I was like, okay, maybe that actually wasn't the case. I was definitely triggered my emotions pulled from my past and I made assessments from that space and made him wrong and then created my own misery because of it, because he wasn't doing the things that I wanted, right? So take notice of areas of your life, right? What are you looking at in a negative light? Maybe what are you looking at with an overly pink lens of, oh, everything's working out fine, but maybe you're really avoiding the truth of the situation, right? I definitely have done both, done the avoidance thing, done the toxic positivity thing, done the judgment thing. So just take notice, right? All of these things are invitations for you to really reflect on what the truth is of right now? And can you detach yourself from seeing things and judging them in a way that is actually causing you more 
frust- frustration. Because something really cool, and this funnels into another insight, which I basically just mentioned, is when you stop making things right or wrong, you free yourself from the suffering. And what I learned in sitting for hours and sitting at it for an hour at a time without actually moving my body and then being with my physical pain is that pain can actually feel good if you remove the judgment from it. If you detach from it being wrong, needing to be fixed, needed to needing to be avoided, it can actually feel good because then it's just a sensation. And the same with a good feeling. It can also feel neutral. It can also feel bad if you focus in on it. It's so much an indicative indicative of how much our thoughts and our perceptions and our attachments are influencing the experiences we are having day to day. Overall, some very personal things that I learned is that I can handle way more pain than I have ever been conditioned to think that I can handle. And that applies to physical pain mainly, but also emotional pain, right? We tend to have this perspective that we only have like a certain capacity for pain. And when we're in pain, we're trained in our minds to just be like, this needs to stop. This needs to stop. But you're okay, usually, you know, yeah, maybe you hit some really dark places. Maybe you even go to spaces of suicidal ideation or violence or whatever it is in your mind. But you endure it. You make it through. You're listening to this podcast episode right now. So clearly you've gone into a space where you're doing some level of self-work and open to new perspectives and different ways of approaching your life, right? So think back when the, in the times that you're feeling weak, in the times that you're like, I don't know that I can handle anymore. Look back at your life and say, okay, when have I felt this before? Did I end up on the other side of it? Another major, major lesson that I learned is that everything is temporary. Everything is changing all of the time. You can have the best possible morning of your life and then the worst afternoon. Things change second by second, minute by minute. We are physically changing every second, as is our environment. It's all just moving energy, moving atoms. Nothing is permanent. And that was a really powerful reminder for me because, again, you're integrating this through the meditation practice because I would sit there and have a one-hour, like, super, super incredible, like, mind-blowing meditation where I was like, yeah, I'm progressing. My gosh, this is amazing because I had an attachment to doing better and better, like most of us do, the performance attachment. And then I would have three more sets where we call each hour a sit three more sits that were brutal and unbearable. And I would, you know, go to bed really upset. Or then I would have another great one, you know, and that would affect my emotions. So I was constantly on this roller coaster experience of how things, how my meditations were going, which is an attachment to the outside. 
But then when you remind yourself of like, okay, yeah, I feel really shitty right now or situations in my life are really shitty right now, but this isn't forever. This will change. This will shift. And I just got to be here with this right now because in some way it's serving my highest and my best. One other thing that I want to mention is how much I discovered that I thrive in devotion. How my dedication and devotion is so strong. And when I stand in that and show up in that in my life, so many lessons come. So many gifts come. My own confidence builds. So take a look at your life. Take a look at what you're desiring for yourself this year, in the near future, in your life. And ask yourself, how devoted am I to that? How devoted am I to my own joy, to my own well-being? That question in itself will show you so much. And if you're like, honestly, not that devoted, it's like, okay, well, does this mean to me as much as I think that it does? If the answer is yes, okay, well, how can I step further into devotion then? What would that look like, right? For me, devotion at Vipassana was showing up every single meditation, whether they said you could do it in your room and in your own space, I always chose to go to the meditation hall. I knew that that's where I showed up in my best work, in my best self. That was devotion for me. Some people would take naps during those meditation times. I did not. I was devoted. I said, I committed to these basically 12 days over Christmas, over New Year's. I'm showing up fully. And because I did that, I have no regrets. I got, I know that I got exactly what I needed to. I can't think back and say, oh, I wish I did something differently. I wish I had shown up more. No, I fucking showed up. So maybe it's in your business. Maybe it's in your relationship. Maybe it's in your health journey. How can you invite in more devotion? Because I can guarantee you the peace of mind that comes with the devotion, the results that come with the devotion are very worth it. So that was my journey with Vipassana. I'm grateful to have been able to share it with you and feel free to message me on Instagram if this spoke to you somehow or feel free to leave a review. So much love and happy new year. Okay. So you're, you've heard all of these major lessons that I had (laughs) over Vipassana. And if there's a part of you that's like, I want these things, I want to experience these things, help me integrate them myself. I want this to be the way that I show up in my life every day then contact me. There are so many ways that we can work together to help you in the integration of this, either through just one session or a six-month journey. If energy healing is speaking to you on some level because damn, do you ever learn so much about yourself and about the world through Reiki, contact me as well. Once you enter this world, you will never see things the same way. And especially 
you'll see yourself very differently. But all everything you need is in my show notes. Best place, honestly, to get information about what I do, what my offerings are, just what I'm up to on a day-to-day basis and how you can engage is through my Instagram or it's through my email newsletter. There's just so much available to you. Love you lots and wishing you the best until the next episode coming up. <laughs>